Welcome to the Icelandic Roundup. Uh, my name is Valur Grettisson. I'm the editor-in-chief at the Reykjavik Grapevine. And with me, of course, is my cultural editor. Hello, I am Josie Ann Gatens. I am the cultural editor of the Reykjavik Grapevine. <laughs> we are, of course, going to tell you everything you want, need to know about the news that is happening these past days and explain them in a little bit more depth. Uh, uh, and you can, of course, find this news also at grapevine.is uh, of the stories. Uh, Link in the description, as always. And uh, we want to talk a little bit about our sponsors. Yes, we are sponsored this week by Lava Centre. They are a fantastic uh, tech and science museum based in the south of Iceland. Um, and what's really incredible is if you go there, um, it's great for kids, obviously, mm. just if you're traveling around Iceland, um, you can go and find out loads about all of the earthquakes, volcanoes, all of the geological activity. They have really amazing displays. It's such a fun and interactive place to go. And not only that, uh, if Katla will unexpectedly go off, uh, you might actually see it from there. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's, it's the best spot <laughs> Absolutely. Ever. What a bonus. Uh, but uh, we're going to go into the uh, a bit like dramatic news. Uh, this uh, the, the last week was uh, very uh, aggressive when it came to uh, asylum seekers uh, and especially our Minister of Justice, Jón Gunnarsson. Yes. Uh, he is uh, he is in the Independence Party. He's there only for t- like part of the term. He's not going to be a Minister of Justice for four years. I think He's- this is a really important point to make, actually, because I, I don't think uh, that's reported very much in English-speaking news, but mm-hmm. he has made a kind of arrangement as yes. part of this, uh, part of him having this job, but yes, he's the, not going to serve the full term. Yeah, this is a complicated politics, but this is the politics in the south of Iceland, which is like Selfos, Kveragerði, Reykjanespær and so on. Uh, and uh, like uh, there is another minister coming in there. Uh, she's new. She's new at the parliament mm-hmm. uh, and she's going to be uh, minister of justice for the last two years. What party is she from? She's from the independence party as well. Okay. Uh, and uh, and she is... Uh, and she is uh, from the south, sorry. Uh, and uh, But Jón Gunnarsson is not, I think, he's from the southwest constituency in Iceland. Okay, okay. And the south of Iceland doesn't have any minister. And this this, this is like inside. Anyways, this is this is politics. Uh, perhaps we go well, back to all with that later <laughs> on. Uh, this might actually be a problem because it's, there is uh, there are some, uh, something is brewing. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's just go perhaps first over the case. Uh, yeah. The thing is, Jón Gunnarsson, he wants to uh, present the the bill for asylum seekers and refugees, and that will be for the fifth time actually uh, that they they will try this. Uh, it has never been passed uh, for various reasons, mm-hmm. um, but now he is going very uh, like aggressively into this. And an old newspaper called Morgunblade or the Morning Paper has been reporting probably the most uh, about this and talking to him and so on. And what this means is that he wants to make it a little bit harder for uh, asylum seekers to come here and mm-hmm. have uh, get asylum. He wants also some kind of like a refugee center, uh, which is, I think, is the right word. We, we yes. have the Icelandic word is a bit weird. Uh, and I, I got I got into trouble trying to find a translation for this. <laughs> it's Motokubudir. It's like a, a camp that you receive people to. Yes. Uh, not a refugee camp, no. mind you, but this has actually been very co- like confusing in 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 the in the in this uh, because uh, in the discussion because journalists have been asking like, are you talking about the refugee camp? Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 he's talking about refugee center. We don't have this, and this is part of the Schengen actually. Uh, cooperation 
of Schengen uh, agreement that mm-hmm. we are in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing is that uh, Jón Gunnarsson has said that because we don't have this center, it actually threatens the stability or, or our uh, part of the Schengen, which has been deemed as uh, fear-mongering and so on. Yeah, so let's go into this a little bit more. So, so basically, this justice minister, this is his fifth time presenting this bill, as you say. Yeah, the, the ministry is, is, like, the ministry of justice this, uh, yeah, yes. for the fifth time, not him personally. Okay, um, but he's at the forefront of, of submitting it. Yes. Um, and it's in response to, to what he's called an out-of-control asylum seeker system. Yes. Um, so he's arguing the case for making much stricter guidelines for asylum se- mm. seekers. However, the, the the controversy stems from some of the claims that he's made specifically yes. about this and the exactly. fact that they have been criticised and essentially they don't really hold up to scrutiny. Right. The, the most common thing, like the, the, the highest topics here, are that he says that it's out of control. Yes. It, it's not. Uh, it, these are most of these asylum seekers or refugees that are coming to Iceland are Ukrainians, but uh, we are also getting more people, of course, from uh, other countries, mm-hmm. uh, mostly like it's Palestine, I- Iraq, uh, and Syria. These are the pretty like uh, Afghanistan. These are countries that probably everybody like are getting in Europe are getting refugees from asylum seekers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has said also, it's also people from Venezuela that are coming here, okay. that they have been coming with, uh, like, there are uh, organized crimes often behind uh, them coming somehow, uh, giving them fake passport or these fake, pa- like, real Venezuelan uh, passports are sold to other people somewhere. Yes. Uh, uh, he says this is a huge problem. This It's not uh, no, this has been debunked, uh, especially also with when it comes to Schengen. This has been debunked. Also, there was a specialist uh, called Öyður Rún. She's a she's a, a teacher in the University of Iceland, mm-hmm. and she's a specialist in like European uh, affairs, I guess. Yep. Uh, and uh, she says that there are there is no immediate danger for the Schengen Agreement in in any aspect here. Absolutely. So uh, that that claim has been completely debunked, as yeah. you as you say. Um, similarly, so these asylum seeker shelters, we do have. Um, shelters in Iceland uh, in terms of where uh, refugees are living. Mm -hmm. Um, There's different situations for for people coming from different countries. For uh, Ukrainian uh, asylum seekers have been often housed in temporary accommodations such as hotels and and such. But there are asylum seeker shelters and they do have quite strict rules about who can live there, how many people. um, Visitation rights. Visitation rights, so on. It can be... Pretty oppressive, yes. and, and the media has, throughout the years, often uh, criticised this heavily, um, and rightly so. But he's also said that he, he's kind of alluded to the fact that people who come here might get some kind of better treatment or special treatment that makes Iceland more appealing than than other countries. And again, yeah, he, he said like, well, he says that it's is like because there, this is out of control. And mm-hmm. therefore, it's easier to get asylum in Iceland, and therefore the, the stream just go, goes here. Yes, uh, he's also said that uh, the the international Iceland's international protection system grants for more far more rights than other countries. So he specifically said yeah, that it. But that, then he was trying to like backtrack a little bit about that, and mm-hmm. said he was talking about uh, I think it was when people from Venezuela. It was like. He, he was like he was very specific in the end about it. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if that is right or not. But one thing is clear, though, 
that uh, Icelanders have higher immigration uh, asylum seekers and refugees now than in any of the Nordic countries. Uh, I'm not sure about Europe. It's definitely not Afghanistan, Nayana, Greece, uh, no, Cyprus, Marta, Cyprus. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like tons of countries that are like, yeah, in 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 different kind of situation with this. Uh, but Icelanders also, uh, this is not something like it, it's affecting definitely our infrastructure. Uh, it is heavy always to have such an influx. Uh, and in Iceland, mind you, these are like around 2,000 people. Yes, uh, and this is specifically uh, as well that this this increased influx, like you say, this is very much related to Ukrainian yeah. um, asylum seekers yeah. at, at the moment, um, and which is something that people, Icelanders generally feel pretty positively yes, about. So exactly. while there is a kind of... Um, a kind of cost in terms of the infrastructure, healthcare, yeah. schools and so on. It's yeah. something that people are quite keen and, to continue to offer. And part of this is definitely also that not all towns in, in Iceland are receiving uh, refugees or asylum seekers. Mm-hmm. These are just few towns that uh, they themselves put them on the table that we are ready to take more people in, mm-hmm. but they are not even getting the, the support that they should get be getting from the government. Mm-hmm. So they have also, also been criticizing this uh, and then you have like just very practical problems like uh, where to put all the children in school mm-hmm. and so on, like wh- where to find rooms and, and so on. So it's, I mean, in the end of the day, it's basically just trying to get them somehow implemented into the Icelandic system. Absolutely. Uh, so it's done well. And also like when it comes to like immigration, which is a completely different element, of course, uh-huh. uh, like immigration is, uh, they have been planting very well in Icelandic community for, mm-hmm. like for the longest time. As we spoke to Eriku Bergman uh, yes. last week, he also pointed out this is also a very white European culture that is coming to Iceland. This mm-hmm. is, these are people from Poland, US, the Nordic countries, uh, UK and so on. These are not perhaps, we, I think we have within 1,000 Muslims, for example, in Iceland. Uh, so, like, which have often been, the, like, uh, sorry to say, but often been like the tension, racist tension is often around the Muslim uh, uh, communities. Yeah. If it's in Germany, Denmark, or wherever. And I would recommend um, listening to last week's podcast with Erika, uh, where he sort of talks about how, how this is, uh, you know, how this kind of plays out in in white Western European countries. Right. Um, And he was also, uh, was quoted by our national broadcaster, Ruv, um, calling out the the minister, Jon Gunnarsson, basically saying that there's a lot of risk here for people in these position of power, politicians, to instill fear towards people who are in a weak position. Exactly. And uh, and he said, refugees are perhaps the group of people in the world who are in the weakest position of all the inhabitants of this planet. Exactly. Um, so he's really calling into to question the need to, to attack this violently. Yeah, which is uh, more or less where the discussion is right now. This is now is like, why is this so aggressive and there, then we come back to the first point where, where we were talking about is basically how short time Jón Gunnarsson has as a minister uh, right. in, in the Ministry of Justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even when he was asked, like, when will the next minister take uh, take the position, 
he was very vague about mm-hmm. it. He almost like answered like uh, it wouldn't be even perhaps not even happen or however that would be. That was what was in the air. So we we might have some political tension also like within the independence party because of this. Uh, also notable, uh, members of the independence party have been speaking very loudly against him also. Yes. There have been uh, Brindis Haraldsdóttir is the fourth, fourth center in that. Uh, she goes. She talks for the committee of uh, like uh, can't don't know it's in English, but it's like uh, when it comes to immigration, asylum seekers, and so on. I see. Uh, and she has been very outspoken that this is not perhaps uh, like as bad as she's talking about, and uh, and she also though has uh, said that perhaps there is uh, opportunity to check out better these uh, ideas about the refugee centers. Mm-hmm. So that might be something that's on the table, but uh, it, it's, it's far from being a unity within the party about this even, uh, which brings us brings us back, of course, to the bill itself. It's the fifth time he's uh, presenting this. Uh, I, to be honest, I can't see this go through also because the left greens, uh, also the progressive party, which has been kind of rebranding themselves as very much of a like liberal, like country liberal <laughs> kind of a guys. Very cute, like rom- romantic uh, country people. Yeah. So, uh, it might, I mean, if you're on Iceland and you listen to this, this might sound very sarcastic, but so keep that in mind. This is perhaps <laughs> exactly that. Uh, yeah. So uh, I can't see this going away, at least for now. I'm just hoping that the, the rhetoric will not be so aggressive as it has been, because this always, uh, like, this never goes well. We remember how it went with the, the Syrian, the situation when the, in 2015, mm-hmm. when the asylum seekers from Syria was coming in, uh, not only in Iceland, but in, in Germany, Denmark, wherever, uh, it was it was really hard for them. Uh for these countries and and in Iceland, for example, we got three uh, new parties that were solely against uh, immigrants at the time, but they I think uh, got uh, like uh, in total like five hundred votes or something <laughs> in the in the election. I mean, Nobody wanted to see that. That's the thing, and 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 the really, although this is the the fifth time that um, Jon Gunnarsson is presenting this this bill, once again there's does not seem to be any chance that it's going to go through no, so not like this not like this and and i think while there is a lot of um discussion and and concern in iceland about uh the kind of cost to things like the healthcare system mm-hmm. to people caring a lot about the integrity of icelandic mm-hmm. language and and all of these things at the same time it's still a pretty strong country in terms of its identity and i think people recognize that yeah. and so there's not there's the support for for this policy is just not there no. really and any politician can tell you that uh, if you're going to try to force a bill through the parliament it, it never goes well you have to do this in a pretty good uh, dialogue with all of the parties yes and the, the, it's not there now it's more up in the air well on to something that's a uh, Kind of got a similar theme, but more culture related. Um, Iceland Airwaves, it's mm-hmm. a very uh, big and important festival here yes. in Iceland. Uh, it takes place at the beginning of November. Um, and it's the biggest showcase festival, um, mm-hmm. which essentially means that it means 
that delegates uh, who represent festivals and venues and so on and so forth from all over the world come to Iceland and they get a chance to see, uh, you know, a, a big swath of our musicians uh, from this country and, and what they're up to and get the chance to book them for their festival or so mm, on. Right. So it's a really important date in the kind of musician's calendar yes. in Iceland to kind of put it into context. Mm. There are international bands who come and play as well, right. but it's predominantly Icelandic acts who play at this festival. Yes. Um, so they released a statement last week to say that um, uh, activists from an organization called No Borders Iceland um, have been in touch with bands who are playing or booked to play at Iceland Airwaves um, and they've been asking them uh, not to play and this is in pro protest of the fact that the main sponsor of the festival is Iceland Air Yes. and the issue with Iceland Air is that they are the uh, airline that the government uses when it is uh, deporting people who have been denied asylum in Iceland Yes, and it's also the only Icelandic airline actually yeah. uh, existing right now except for play of course yeah play right yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh I forgot that <laughs> um, so yeah, this is this is a a very interesting situation because um Iceland is quite a political country mm. and and artists here and musicians being part of that are, are tend to be quite involved in in political movements. Certainly kind of the the more grassroots musicians mm -hmm. and, that, and that kind of underground scene um and they're clearly trying to make some kind of a, of a, a stand here. Yeah. But uh, were, yeah, encouraging bands not to play uh and they were kind of like, uh, if I understood this statement correctly, they, like Iceland Air, nay Iceland Airwaves, sorry, uh, they felt like they were putting the the responsibility on these bands mm -hmm. and, and perhaps misplacing it. Absolutely, uh, because you're you're talking here about. Um, you know, Icelandic the Icelandic acts that play at airwaves are not paid to play. No, um, they are doing this specifically to try and engineer opportunities to tour abroad yes. and to to get recording contracts and of all of these kinds of things. There are a lot of journalists, of course, that come to Iceland always uh, from like Rolling Stones magazine. They've Absolutely. been here every year for twenty years, yep. uh, and so on. Like the, the, you can you can win a lot if you if you if you're good there. Absolutely, but at the same time, you you know. The, the, one of the criticisms from uh, Iceland Airwaves was essentially that they're they're putting um, a, a responsibility, a kind of weight on a section of the population who uh, would really suffer heavily from not being able to play. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Airwaves also a, a kind of accused the the No Borders group of trying to bring down the festival. Um, oh, no yeah. Borders have responded with a statement of their own, saying that they did not intend this but it it seems to me like a really a kind of mis misplaced yes. opportunity um however you know I, again there's kind of like criticisms to be made a bit on both sides here iceland airwaves uh said in their statement that um iceland air the the uh airline when then they were doing these deportations that uh, the government were just buying seats like any other citizen and they had no, no. they had they had no control over this um which is yeah uh, uh, not quite the case no, either no. you know and and the thing is exactly is it's i mean to be fair here i mean i think actually that uh, the government should just rent planes and just like they would just cost our taxpayer money like even more i don't know but uh the thing is, of course, that uh, Iceland Air is 
has been bailed out like several times by the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, it's very closely connected to Icelandic culture and, and the government and has always been somehow. Uh, and it's the oldest uh, airline that we have. Uh, and I mean, it, it's a crappy thing to do, to be honest, but like that they are actually taking these uh, silent tickets and there have been uh, like uh, incidents again and again. Uh, one of these incidents is when there were activists that stopped this plane for a yes. plane, for and there people have been running on the, the on the freeway, freeway, right? Uh, uh, air airstrip. 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 Yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> um, and uh, and which is incredibly dangerous at the same time. And these people often find themselves in courthouses cost- because of this. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, but they, have. They, they don't care, of course. They're activists and 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 do whatever. So it's it's. Uh, I don't know what to say here, but uh, I think that, uh, like, it, how I understood, like, how no, no borders, they answered this, and mm-hmm. it felt like they were retracting a little bit how they wanted to do this, and perhaps Icelanders had some point here, although Icelanders seemed very offended by all of this. Yeah, it seems, <laughs> you know, I think that, that activism is, uh, and again, Iceland Air actually mentioned this in their statement that, you know, that, artists are allowed to express themselves and should be uh, able to. Yeah. I mean, f- to me personally, the idea of deplatforming uh, and and rather than using the space and voice that you have I and mean, get people on stage, get them to hold a sign, you know. Exactly. Um, yeah. But, you know, again, I think No Borders are, are protesting against something that, that needs to be brought to attention. And one of the things that's that's a shame is that the discussion has moved a little bit to become they said they said and you know rather than about being the actual conversation that people wanted to bring to the table exactly it's it's obviously misplaced focused on something completely different i thought there was uh, is a fantastic festival and uh, incredibly like successful in many ways and uh, many bands have come out of this Mm -hmm. Uh, it's culturally important uh, and will be and i mean I'm not sure how effective it would any like demonstration there would be against Iceland Air and the government and so on, uh, unless you do it on the states. Well, we're we're yet to see at this point, and uh, no borders uh, do not want to provide further comment, um, and there's no uh, confirmation that any of the bands have agreed not to play. Um, so yeah. far, the lineup lineup remains as as it stands. So right. we will just have to see whether or not that progresses but uh it's a yeah it's an it's an important conversation that's unfortunately come up in in a kind of uh, difficult way (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I don't know (laughs) Uh, but uh violent crimes they have uh, like violent crimes committed by uh, teenager children Mm -hmm. uh, are on the rise in iceland and it's uh, and there were really alarming news this weekend where three uh, 14 year old 14 years old boys Mm -hmm. uh, were arrested after they attacked uh, random people downtown in in the middle of the night like i think it's like saturday night Mm -hmm. Uh, two of them uh, as i understood it a woman and a man Ended up at, at the hospital because of this. Yes. Uh, one of these 14-year-old boys had a knife, actually. Yes. Uh, which is also something that is on the rise, like children with weapons. It wasn't clear to me whether or not the knife was actually used in the no, attacks. It but wasn't. they seemed to be kicking people. Yes, and exactly. Yeah. It, they didn't use the knife, but they just one, one of them just had it. Yes. Uh, 
it's, it's an ominous enough. Uh, so there was a, an interview with, a, I think it's like director of Department of Children, like rehabilitation centers. I don't know if it's there. It's like Melferder Schwyth. Yeah, it's uh, a, yeah. one of these examples of Icelanders putting all of the words together to make yes. a new one. <laughs> and it's also just like uh, the government often just having like uh, nonsense names over there, uh, what they do. Uh, but they, he said, this man, that uh, like the director, that violence was on a rise when it came to these children. Uh, but this case with the 14, year, 14 years old was an exception, definitely. But yeah. The, they, but the thing is here is that we need to remember that, like, uh, we have seen a lot of very violent crimes now after the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, very young people, not only teenagers. We are also just talking about, like, young, like, 20, 19, 18 years old. Even one with, uh, like, uh, this 3D printed weapon that shot this uh, boy, in another boy in the chest. He didn't die, though. Uh, he was he was like 19 years old. Just people are young uh, and violent, and uh, nobody understands why. Well, I mean, I think that's an interesting take. Certainly, there is, you know, the the exception that um, this guy. It says here the manager of the tr treatment department of the children's and family clinic. That's apparently the English translation. Ah, okay. Um, and. What he's saying is 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 an exception in terms of uh, of this case is the fact that it was um, that essentially that they they attacked random people. Yeah. That the fact that this was uh, they were unknown to each other. But mm -hmm. he does say that um, uh, violent ca crime in young people is on the rise. Yeah. But he he actually says that part of this is what TikTok. Yeah, it, not, I thought this not, was uh, a really interesting. It, it feels like it's not very well thought out. Uh, no. Criticism, to be no, honest. No, I think it's very similar to how you say, how, how you used to see this before about it being blamed on video games yes. or any new media tends exactly. to attract the attention of. Yeah, but the thing yeah. is, the thing is here that uh, we have been seeing a lot of rise in violent crimes with young kids. These three guys are obviously have some history uh, when it comes to child protective service or whatever. Mm -hmm. 14 year old 14 years old uh, don't go out into the street and inflict such a violent like extreme violence mm -hmm. just from out of the sky out of the blue yeah uh, we're also coming out of the uh, pandemic mm -hmm. uh, and many of these kids they are perhaps more with their drunk parents or whatever however the situation at home is uh, than is healthy for anyone and the, these we haven't seen the like like the full uh, reflect of that mm -hmm. it, it, like we will see the problems of like of the pandemic mm. and kids in very vulnerable age yes. uh, that have been around perhaps violent uh, fathers and so on or very uh, unhealthy home situation and they are perhaps coming out just free for the first time like mm -hmm. in, in a lot of time and not finding themselves like in the society like they did before and so on it's like tons of reason obviously but I think it's I think it's safe to say that the pandemic is definitely one of the a factor the factor here. Yeah, I think I, I think absolutely. I think there needs to be an awareness of um, of the fact that this is this seems to be changing and and things spread between peers quite rapidly. Yeah. Um, but I think the fact that that there are people are kind of on the lookout for this now and they're aware of yeah. it and um, certainly the kind of advice. Uh, from this representative from the center is for parents to just be involved in their kids lives yeah. and to talk to them about these things and right and it's also like uh, 
we also have perhaps uh, a different kind of uh, problem like on the rise, which is, of course, uh, we have uh, incredibly high percentage of immigration in Iceland. Uh, and the second generation is not always uh, like, uh, they're not uh, like always finding themselves in the system uh, mm-hmm. when it mm-hmm. comes to the language, mm-hmm. uh, the schools, uh, like the... Being between being between these two worlds it can be very hard. Perhaps there is harsher like rules about everything at, at their place, but very liberal and slacky kind of a vibe when it comes to Icelandic parents that are like just however. Uh, and th- 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 there could be a, like a lot of classes here when it comes mm. to like uh, like young to these kids. Uh, so it, it's it's all kinds. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that basically we're we're we're, we're speculating pretty wildly yeah, oh, here. Yeah. I mean, we don't really know this, and I think that's the thing. It's there's obviously an issue, and the thing that's probably causing the most concern for Icelanders right now is why is this happening? We don't, you know, there's all of these factors, and yeah. I don't think that any of the things that you've said here are wrong, but uh, there's not a clear, definitive answer no. as to why this is happening, and I think that is the thing that people yeah. are looking for. Yeah, researchers or the police or whoever to start looking into what are the relationships here and what factors are really actually causing this and exactly. how can it be handled. So uh, the last story, I love this story actually. <laughs> uh, there were two Icelanders that got uh, were missing over the weekend for three days. Um, they were they were in they were in they are in their thirties and they they it turns out that they were stuck in a jeep for three days in the highlands of Vestfirðir. Uh, close to like uh, Patrisfjörður, if I understood this correctly. Um, in 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 the Westfjörd, in the basically. Westfjörd, so yes. That if you're trying to figure out the region of Iceland we're in right now. So uh, the thing is, the weather over the weekend was quite bad, uh, and these uh, these people they were going to the Westfjords, uh, and uh, then on the th- the second day, then the, uh, the people that the, like. Uh, uh, a person connected to them mm-hmm. uh, called the police that uh, they were going there but they hadn't the person hadn't heard anything from yes. them so the police started to look for them and they lo- looked for like where they used the phones and so on mm-hmm. and they found the last ping I guess yes like uh, if people understand what that all is yes yeah. so basically when you're using your phone it's constantly pinging the nearest right. cell phone tower and exactly. so that was how they use uh, that to sort of track their location and they made they, they could narrow the search considerably because uh, the, the area is, is huge mm, although it mm-hmm. perhaps isn't, doesn't feel like it uh, when you see it on the map uh, uh, and finally they find, found these people uh, in this small jeep stuck at like a deep road like highland road yes and it's in Kotla Fjarda Heidi <laughs> sure uh, yeah uh, and they were fine actually the people uh, although they were cold and they were very startled after being there for three days mm-hmm. uh, and the weather ba- like yeah the ba- weather was bad there were no cell phone connection and mm-hmm. there is there, there is almost never cell phone connection uh, on these high mountain roads, uh, often in the in the yeah. Westfjords and wherever you are, actually. Uh, but the people, they did the right thing, actually. And this is something that many ha- have, uh, like, like don't understand. Yep. Uh, we have actually lost Icelanders because of the same thing, which is uh, when just do not leave the car. Uh, there was like in 2010, we lost uh, three people actually like this. Then mm-hmm. they were stuck uh, not that far away from the, there was a volcano in in, uh, in the highlands uh, mm-hmm. or close to Thorsmörk. 
uh, and they they try to find their way back after getting stuck and they um, Iceland of course just uh, took them you know yeah. uh, that's just what Iceland do so staying with the car is very important yes. and I mean I, I don't know it wasn't reported like what kind of supplies they had or whatever but it's really you know when you're driving especially anywhere like like the west fjords or yeah. certainly if you're on highland roads although really consider whether or not that's a good idea yeah, but at you, all often, in you often have to cross them that's that's there is no way around them you often. You, you can yeah I, I, I but i mean pick your weather yes. you know um <laughs> but uh yeah the, you know when you are traveling if you are going to be doing a route like that having certain supplies in the car yes. blanket a shovel yes uh, all of these things are pretty important if you want to uh, survive yeah. you a, know a, a, a shovel <laughs> just a, a small shovel could actually get you like far very far yes like you could even like try to walk back uh, and just build snow houses on the way <laughs> not recommending <laughs> recommending it but it's a possibility if you have a shovel but one of the things i mean just to like i i love iceland sometimes but i one of the news reports specifically pointed out that the search and rescue team had to go out at dinner time yes to go in because <laughs> they were like oh well they've been out for three days but it was like the really like god how like you know dinner time yeah. that's sacred <laughs> right don't mess with that <laughs> absolutely i mean you eat the dinner have coffee and ready to go right yeah right right no uh, they had to leave they and, just yeah. and not only that of course they called out the, the helicopter mm -hmm. uh, but also especially like in these weathers gray low uh, clouds and so yes. on it, it's often just impossible even for them to find you absolutely you just have to wait and just hope that the search and rescue team find you which they did in this case uh, and these people they were brought back to Holmavik yes um, you can see that actually in our newest uh, video of, of, in, of, about warlocks uh, very good Iceland. very good plug valley yeah uh, and uh, wonderful place and they are now there uh, well they were yesterday there they went to the doctor and so on and yes. hopefully just getting some warmth into them but do keep this in mind when you're thinking about traveling around Iceland in the next few months. This was this storm, even in Reykjavik, it was a big storm, really, yeah. really windy. We yeah. didn't get snow here right. yet, but right. there's frost on the cars already this morning. Yeah. Um, so the weather is certainly changing. And, <laughs> and especially when you like uh, never uh, expect that the weather in the city is similar to the weather outside of the city. Very good it's, point. It's yeah. very different. And when you're uh, in, into the wilderness, like in the Westfjords, then it can be whatever. It's yes. just always be prepared. Shovel, blanket, food, uh, e even just candy. I mean, I, I can also keep you my, uh, alive for the longest time. Absolutely. And never never uh, leave the car. Never leave the car. Because it, it, you can be alive there for the longest time, actually. And nobody, uh, like three days is, is unusually long, actually, in yeah. Iceland to be stuck there. Well, thank goodness that they're all okay. Yes. Um, but that's it. That's everything from us today for the Icelandic Roundup. We'll be back in your feeds, of course, next week. Uh, anything you want to add, Valor? Um, I just, uh, I love shovels. Just take yeah, them with you. Definitely get, <laughs> just, get, it, get a shovel. Yeah. You heard it here. From our editor-in-chief to you, get a shovel. Yes. Yeah.